Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear and challenged to see things in a whole new way, too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. Our guest today is Rebecca Reif. Welcome, Rebecca. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so happy that you're on my show today. Rebecca is the host of the Healing for the Brokenhearted online ministry. She has studied biblical studies and communications at Colorado Christian University and is currently studying emotionally healthy spirituality through Blake Foundation. Most of her wisdom has come from painful and difficult life experiences, which uniquely qualifies her to help others overcome abuse, addictions, abandonment, and betrayal, and find redemption and restoration in Christ. Her story of transformation will both encourage and inspire you. Rebecca, I see you as open, authentic, courageous, and determined. How do you see yourself? I see myself as a vessel of God. I see, um, I see myself just as a humble servant. Um, somebody who uh, has been through great and has uh, seen the darker side of life, both having done to me and having done it as well, um, have suffered much shame and been redeemed. And I just want to share a message of hope that it doesn't matter um, where you come from or what you've done or what's been done to you, that God can redeem anything and he can heal anyone. It's such a powerful message. How did you find that? How, how, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to this place. Um, let's see. I will, uh, I met Jesus when I was very young and, uh, you know, there was a core belief that I kind of got growing up because I had prayed that the Lord would get me out of my abusive family and my situation. And, and he didn't, um, so I, I think I had a core belief that maybe God didn't like me. And then um, I ran into him again when I was a teenager and really uh, you know, fell in love with him all over again. And, and then he, um, he plucked me out of my home life. I was a teenage pregnant girl in, back in the day and uh, you know when it was very shunned. And uh, the Lord drew me out of that and he put me in a, um, the life crisis program. I went through there. I had my daughter. I got married, and um, I never really sought the Lord's face. I never really, um, you know. So I was in and out of my Christian walk with Him. And um, about the 22 year in of my marriage, I uh, went through some family tragedies, and because I didn't have a good foundation, I just fell on my face, and then um, I I stumbled in the darkness for quite some time. And uh, lo and behold, when things got terrible. I mean, truly dark and desolate. Um, I remembered my savior and I cried out to him and he just, and that was about eight years ago. That was a huge turning point eight years ago. And, uh, you know, he plucked me um, in just the most powerful way uh, from just the depths of hell and the doorsteps of death. And, uh, you know, and began to teach me. And I went through Colorado Christian University and, uh, started gaining a lot of strength with the Lord, walking pretty strong, but I think I had a lot of self-will and um, I didn't really want to uh, humble myself. And so, you know, a few years ago, I went through another family tragedy and uh, um, I fell again. And I, you know, I didn't think that I could, 
I, you know, I didn't think I thought, you know, here I was just walking this strong walk. And I really thought I was, uh, you know, all that in a bag of Doritos and the Lord. And uh, <laughs> I didn't realize how much pride I had. And the Lord took me through a very difficult lesson of having the fear of the Lord and being humble. And, um, and I would say in this last six to seven months, um, it's like the Lord has just catapulted me. And I have this desperate need now to just share the Lord with everybody and, and you know, share the message of hope of all the good things that he's done for me. And, um, you know, in hopes that uh, somebody else can find healing, someone else can, um, if it, if if it can help just one person not make the same mistakes as I have, and if it can help just one person know that um, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter what's been done to you, truly, God can heal anything. He really can. He can take the hardest of hearts and, um, you know, the most broken of hearts and put it back together, you know, and it's a process, but it's very worth going through. Oh, Rebecca, that's such a good word. And I know that's going to be an encouragement to somebody today. Well, one of the things that you said you struggled with was a strong will. Have you always been strong-willed? Or do you think um, you became you strong? Know, uh, I think that in, when I was growing up, I think that will kind of saved me. I, I had a lot of abusive people in my life. Um, you know, uh, I don't think really I had hardly any people in my life that had a, a tenderness for me. And so I, I developed this strong will and that will seemed to get me through, you know, a lot of wicked words spoken into my heart that, you know, I would never amount to anything and that I was, you know, worthless and that, you know, just mean, mean things. And so deep in my heart, I had to develop this will where I thought I'm not those things. I'm going to be somebody and I'm going to make it out. And so I had the strong will to not be the terrible things that people told me I was going to be. And so for a long time in a dysfunctional atmosphere, it saved me. <laughs> and trying to walk a Christian walk, it's not so good. You know, it's, um, it can be used in a wonderful way um, when you submit your will to God, when you have a strong will to serve the Lord, when you have a strong will to submit to him, when you have a strong will to be obedient, then that can really catapult your life. But when you have a strong will to be resistant to God, that's not so much fun, you know? So um, I've always had a strong will. I just um, didn't know how to use it properly, you know? Well, I think that it is a double-edged sword, and I'm so glad you described it as both your downfall and your salvation. I think when you have a strong will and you're hell-bent on destruction, a strong will is not your friend. But when you face adversity like you did and you persevere through it, the only way you do that is with a strong will, just setting your face, setting your heart on uh, what it is that is good and worthy and then pursuing it with all your might. So I love that in you. And it also requires a little bit of hope how did you find hope in the midst of your despair you know i i think that's one of the reasons why the lord revealed himself to me when i was very little um i had uh i was down in phoenix arizona and i uh, got on this bus that was like you know a couple of kids standing on the corner of the street saying they were going to get on a bus with jesus and it's funny because i never heard his name before but i knew who he was 
the minute they said they were going to get on a bus with Jesus, I knew who that was. And I was like, I got to get on that bus. And, uh, you know, they sang songs and had puppet shows and asked us if we wanted Jesus in our life. And, um, you know, and I accepted him. And I think that in doing that, I had an encounter with him when I was very little. And I knew that I had Jesus in my heart. And so going through a lot of, um, I, I, I mean, a lot of abuse, sexual, spiritual, mental, verbal abuse. Um, he, I always knew I had him with me. I always knew that the Lord was with me and he gave me the strength to get through. So even though he didn't take me out of that life, he gave me the strength to get through it and he walked through it with me. And so I always had this hope in me that, you know, God was with me. Well, I love that you did persevere in that because now you can help people who are where you were, uh, people who have had evil words spoken over them, who have been abused in every possible way, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and because you have a testimony of persevering through that and coming out the other side triumphantly, I think that's a huge encouragement to people who are beaten down and, and don't know how to find their way out. So you did something amazing with your story. I mean, you didn't just keep it to yourself. You're making it public. Tell us about that journey. I mean, you started this wonderful online ministry. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, that was more the Lord's prompting. And um, like, he's the one who kind of led me into uh, starting videos and um, sharing scripture. And, uh, you know, the more I started doing the videos, the more it seemed he would give me confirmation. And so when I came back home to him eight years ago, uh, my friend was helping me get out of a, an abusive relationship and uh, get into rehab and get my life back together. And so uh, I, the Lord gave me this uh, amazing hunger for his word. And I mean, all of a sudden I could hear his voice and I could hear his voice coming right up off the page. And, uh, and the Lord told me, um, to ask my friend if there was a scripture that he had given her to, to know to help me. And so I was like, I asked her, did God give you a scripture? And she's like, well, yeah, well, let me see if I can remember. So I stepped outside and he said, no, 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 go back in there and write it down. But don't say anything to her. And so I did, I went in and I opened up his word and he gave me a scripture and I wrote it down. And the minute I was done, she said, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I knew, oh my goodness, it, it was really, it freaked me out. I was like, oh my gosh. And so then he told me that was my confirmation scripture. So I always know when, when he's confirming something, I'm heading in the right direction because he tells me Jeremiah 29, 11. So when I started doing the videos, he would take me there quite often. And I knew, okay, I'm going in the right direction. <laughs> this is something that the Lord wants me to do is to share my testimony and to share scripture and really just, um, I can't, I can't share the word of God enough and what that has done for my life, what he has done through his word in my life. Jeremiah 29, 11 is such a powerful verse. It says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. And so getting back to that whole idea of hope that God has given you a hope to persevere. And he's also given you a love for truth, which I'm sure means so much to you because so much of your early life was shrouded in lies and deception. So how has truth transformed you? You know, that's interesting that you would ask me that because I'm in the process of going through uh, some truth 
and God is showing me truth in a different way. Um, he's kind of like shining his light of truth by the power of his word in some dark corners of my heart right now. And, uh, you know, it's a difficult process to go through. It's kind of like, um, it's, uh, that launder soap, you know, it's that, you know, he's showing me things about myself that I didn't even know were there. Um, and how can I start changing my behaviors unless I know that they're there? How can I even um, begin to work with him to, uh, you know, to change those behaviors unless I know what I look like? And oftentimes I don't even know how I'm feeling or like half of what's going on around me. I need the Lord to shine his light of truth, um, both in my mind and my heart in order for me to start doing something about it. So truth to me is um it it really is that that element that i can change on you know i can work with the lord once i know the truth once i know what's really going on or how i'm really feeling or you know because sometimes i what i think i'm feeling or how i think i'm seeing it is really not what it is at all Good. and when the spirit of truth kind of exposes it it's like the cat's out of the bag Oh yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so, and then, and then I can start working with him to change it. You know, it's a process, it's not overnight, but, um, but now that I know it's there, I can start working with him, you know, and I want to change. I don't want to be stuck as a person I've been. I want to be that woman of God that he wants me to be. I think so many people are happy to be stuck. You know, at least it's familiar. It may not be ideal, but it's familiar. And I love that you're accepting the challenge to be unstuck. And I think the only way to do that is by learning. And I love that you're pursuing knowledge, not only um, through scripture, which is the ultimate knowledge, but you continue to take classes and to study and to talk to wise women. And in the process, you're becoming wise as well. And I'm loving that about you. <laughs> And I love that you're um, wanting to share those truths with other people, that you're not holding those to yourself. Um, so how was that formed in you, um, this desire to want more and to not be satisfied? A desire to know more. Um, it comes from uh, making a lot of mistakes and um, finally reaching a point where uh, I don't want the consequences of my mistakes any longer. I want that good life that God says he wants me to have. And there's where I really want to give back to other people because I have, I have had so much pain and suffering and, and not only that, but I've made a tremendous amount of mistakes and I've uh, caused a lot of harm to people I love and care about. And I've caused a lot of, um, what do they call that? Um, the wreckage of your past, you know, I've caused a lot of wreckage and damage in both my life and, and people that I, I love. And so I really want to share with people in hopes that um, they can learn from my mistakes and they can not make those same mistakes. You know, I don't want to see people, I love people and I want to see them uh, have that good life um, that God wants them to have without the mistakes, you know, or if they have made those mistakes, know that God can help them. God can clean that up. God can heal that mistake. It doesn't matter what we've done. He can pick us up right where we're at and give us a whole new beginning. People sometimes when they've been hurt by life, don't love people, but you do. 
Has that always been that way for you or did God have to do a work in you? God had to do a work in me for that. That didn't happen until like about, I don't know, um, about five years ago, I started having this uh, love for people. Before that, I mean, when I first came home to him eight years ago, I had a heart of stone. I mean, truly, I had been through so much abuse. I had didn't, I have done so many sins that um, my heart had just become stony and I just didn't care. You know, I didn't trust anybody. I didn't like anybody. I didn't want to be around anybody. I judged everybody. I pointed the finger at everyone um, and, and I isolated from people. And I was just, uh, talk about being in a dark and desolate, dry place. And uh, so, but about five years ago, um, God started giving me a heart of flesh. And, and at first I didn't like it. <laughs> it. All of a sudden I had compassion and I felt empathy and I felt pain. I felt other people's pain. And it was like, it was, it took some getting used to, you know? And, uh, but now I'm at a point where um, I truly love people. And uh, I care, I genuinely care. And I wanna, I wanna, I want the Lord to take the pain and the struggles and the mistakes that I've been through and help people with it. Mm -hmm. I celebrate that so much in you. Thank you so much for that. Listeners, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we will pick up with more story from Rebecca Rafe. enjoying this story of Rebecca's remarkable transformation. I love her passion, energy, and joy. I couldn't help but think of our conversation with Jason Curry last week and the difference he and the people at Texas Baptist Home for Children are making in the lives of kids who are now, just like Rebecca was then, a little girl so in need of loving intervention. If you missed last week's show, you can catch it on our site at nis.media or on any of our social links at Now I See Pod. If you heard it, I hope you enjoyed it enough to leave us a good rating and review, to share it with a friend, or even visit the TBHC website and subscribe to Jason's podcast, Bringing Kids Home. Next week, we'll hear the amazing adventures of David Witt, president of Spirit of Martyrdom International. If you think the name of his organization is scary, imagine how terrifying it is to share your faith in hostile circumstances or to risk smuggling Bibles into hands of believers where owning a Bible is cause for capture, torture, imprisonment, or death. His death-defying stories will amaze you. Now, let's get back to our guest today, Rebecca Rafe, and her amazing courage to put herself out there and her broken past to start an online ministry she hopes will reach people just like her who are desperate for truth, healing, redemption, and hope. So listeners, before the break, we were talking with Rebecca Rafe about uh, where her journey has brought her. Now let's turn the corner and talk about what she's doing with what she's learned. So Rebecca, you started an online ministry. Tell us a little bit about the idea behind it. So the idea behind it is to just um, to make a video and, uh, you know, make a video a day and share a message of hope, um, a message of redemption, uh, some 
piece of testimony and a scripture and an encouraging word um, with uh, with people in hopes that you know it would bless somebody and it would um, that the Lord would speak through me and uh, maybe touch somebody's life with it. Well, your testimony is so refreshing and you are so real. I mean, I don't see any pretense in you at all. And I hope that listeners are enjoying that as well. Um, and you're not sugarcoating your journey. You're talking honestly about your struggles and about your victories, about the things you're learning and the things you want to learn. And I really hope that listeners will find you and uh, in, and join you on this journey. Because for me, it's been a lot of fun, as has this conversation today. So um, you call it the healing for the brain broken-hearted ministry. Why that? You know, that's, um, it's really a kind of a funny story. So um, I had gotten a DUI back in 2008. And then I, um, I was in jail. And in 2010, I had gotten uh, violated from my uh, DUI and I was going to prison. And so I was in jail getting ready to go to prison. And it was like, God just gave me a vision of one day starting a ministry of doing videos on YouTube. And it was really strange. And so I got up the next morning and I was telling this girl, I just had like a weird dream. And I said, I had this vision of me doing this ministry. I said, I, and he even gave me a name. It's called healing for the brokenhearted. And she had this like totally stricken face. And I was like, what? And she turned around and she was just the top of her pants down and she had a broken heart and it said healing for the brokenhearted on the base of her back. And I was like, oh my goodness. And it was just like such a funny way for the Lord to confirm. But that girl had a really broken heart. And I mean, I was in a broken heart place too. And I just knew like, and so it always stuck with me. You know, that whole thing of healing for the brokenhearted. And I, it always stuck with me that I knew someday God was going to take me to actually fulfilling that dream. And so that's where I'm at today. I'm fulfilling a vision and a dream that the Lord put on my heart back in 2009. So, And yet you waited more than 10 years to do it. Why? Um, you know, it, it took a... It took a lot of wandering in the darkness still before I really got to that point. Like I said, eight years ago is when I really had that turnaround. And um, I was, uh, eight years ago, I was uh, intravenous meth addict. I was um, pretty much, you know, just uh, a junkie and in a very abusive relationship. I had abandoned my daughters and my daughter and my granddaughter. I had just, uh, you know, I'd, I'd done a lot of harm and, and I had a a lot of to me and I just was in a terrible place and uh one night I just cried out to God and I was actually in the bathroom um and I was begging the Lord to take um that evil thing from me meaning um you know meth and and he did Amen. like literally Amen. overnight he delivered me from being a junkie and uh you know that that was like the big turning point was when god delivered me from being a junkie and uh, you know ever since then um even though there was a short time i had a relapse since then um a few years ago uh, a family tragedy came along and i relapsed again and then god picked me right back up and i realized that you know um even though we think that we're going along strong, it's very important to stay humble before the Lord because the world can creep in anytime. And uh, it's very important to stay connected to him um, because, you know, 
the enemy is waiting right around the corner. So I'm at this point, though, I'm finally at that place where, you know, I want to serve the Lord. And that dream is starting to come, uh, you know, to light. And, and I'm so grateful. So that vision always stuck with me. And now it's becoming a reality. Yeah, that's where I picked up the journey with you. And uh, it was so fun as we were talking about the possibilities of going online and what your show would look like. And look what you've done. I'm so, so excited for you. It's been a joy for me. And I have just been celebrating that ever since your very first show. I, I love that your ministry um, speaks to the brokenhearted because that's the human condition. We're all broken by sin. We've all been hurt and we've all hurt other people. We've been broken by uh, disappointment, by betrayal, by abandonment. We've been broken by um, lies and deceptions. And uh, we've been broken by physical ailments and unmet needs. Everybody is broken somewhere. And it's broken our hearts. And very often when our hearts are broken, we hurt other people. So I love that that's your focus. What do you think the solution is to brokenheartedness? Truly, I believe that um, it's being in the presence of God that uh, heals every broken heart. You know, it really, there's really no other way to receive that healing that we desperately need other than the love of God. It is it being in his presence and being in his love and even his discipline. You know, uh, sometimes his his thoughts are higher than ours. Um, his ways are higher than ours. And so even the discipline of the Lord is love. Everything about him is love. And being in his presence, being in his word and allowing him to transform us um, by the power of his love, that is the healing. Um, in the four broken hearts is Jesus and the love of Jesus and just the compassion that he has for us um, is just profound. And I've never experienced anything like it. And I think that that's why I continue to go back to him because um, I, can't, I cannot find that love anywhere else. You know, I cannot find uh, that compassion and that mercy anywhere else. And love does heal us. I am so encouraged by that message. So it's easy for me to get on my show and talk to somebody. But when you're recording the show, who are you talking to? You know, I just envision everybody out there that um, has come from uh, backgrounds like me, made mistakes like me, um, you know, struggled like me. Uh, I feel like I'm talking to uh, people who've gone through things like I have, you know. Um, just regular people that uh, have like had gone through struggles and troubles and had disappointments and, and, you know, abuses and uh, yeah. I think that's all of us. (laughs) Yes, really, truly. I feel like I'm just talking to um, everyone out there who needs to hear it. I just, I think I have a little bit of a faith that God is going to, Um, bring that message to whoever needs to hear it Mm -hmm. and that God is speaking through me. Um, Each person might hear a different message from the same video, you know, so I'm just allowing him to speak through me and uh, share a message. uh, However, it comes out, you know, and, and just believe in faith that um, somebody's going to hear it that needs to hear it. 
Well, that's the power of a good story. And that's the power of truth, that every time it falls on your ears, you connect to it in a different way. And it does change you from the inside out. So I love that you're being faithful to do that. So um, how can people find you? Um, you can go on YouTube and look up Rebecca Reif. Um, my name is spelled uh, R-E-B-E-C-C-A. And my last name is spelled R-E-I-F-F, as in Frank Frank. Uh, sounds funny, um, but it's rife. And then it's Healing for the Brokenhearted. Um, you can look me up on Facebook and um, you know, look me up on YouTube. I even have a Twitter and an Instagram. So they're all connected. If you found me on Facebook, I have them all linked up. So whichever one you want to go, um, you can find me. Good. And for our listeners, it, we will have those links for you in our show notes and also in our blog and on our site after this show airs. So um, as we close out our show today, is there anything you'd like listeners to see more clearly as a result of our conversation? I'm just a, a, a woman that has been through a lot of adversity and, and at the same time has received a lot of healing from the Lord. And I know that, uh, God is the answer. And I just want to share him with everybody. I want to share all the good things that he's done for me. And, um, you know, he's, he's shown me a lot of miracles. He's done miraculous things, but really it's those every day, every little things, it's the everyday little things that God does in our lives that really does the most transformation. And, um, you know, that, time in his presence that time in his word and those everyday little things that gets us to the goal and that's really the message i want to share with people that you know um, it's that everyday consistent walk that really gets us there so Mm, that's solid gold, because I think a lot of times we're asking big things from God, but it's the little things where he really shows up in, in a million different creative little ways through the right song on the radio or through a podcast that you're listening to or a video that you're watching or a friend that calls you or texts you at just the right time. And there are just so many ways that God shows his love and his faithfulness. And those are the things when we're paying attention that build our gratitude our trust in our hope. And I am so glad that you are focusing on those things and sharing those things, uh, not only on your show, but on mine today as well. Thank you so much for your time. This has just been so much for, fun for me and I hope for our listeners as well. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. Thanks. And listeners, we will see you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website, nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week.